Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everyone, welcome back. This week we are going to be talking about joy. Hooray. Hooray. Not me, but yeah, the gifts of the spirit, not the gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, and one of which is joy. It's gone wrong already, <laughs> Hannah. Why am I introducing this one? I got distracted. You got distracted. What did you get distracted by? By my own name, by my own <laughs> name. Can you believe? You would think I'd be used to this by now, but I got distracted by my own name. It was going to come up, wasn't it? Sorry, Joe. I've just got to say it really quickly because I said to John tonight, he was like, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, we're talking about joy. And he was like, I'm going to talk about you one week. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. So anyway, carry on, carry on. Yeah, one, one of the, the fruits, fruits of the spirit. spirit. And so we are going to be talking about joy tonight. So I'm swiftly going to hand over to Hannah, who we're not discussing. Let's <laughs> see how we get on. We've lost it now. We've lost the plot. I think we'll have to compare. No, no, we haven't. We haven't. We're Obviously, just having a yeah. joy moment yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny talking about this today because I feel a little bit like Jesus has got quite a sense of humor in discussing mm. this topic in the context of had quite a difficult weekend for different reasons and finished the weekend feeling particularly heavy and mm. a bit kind of like what on earth and how do we how do we go forward and then um and then was pondering this topic of joy and I was like oh ha ha Jesus <laughs> so <laughs> I know you were sarcastic like, to Jesus I was sarcastic with him but it's okay we me and him have got an understanding so it's, it's all right he's dealt with right. me <laughs> um yeah true and then and then today, well, I've just been chatting to you about it beforehand, haven't I, Joy? Like my my daughter's just had a um, test result come back that's just really sad. And I was just thinking, again, it's just life. Life is just so mixed, isn't it? And I uh, think like yeah. what I, my my process of thought was, I was kind of like when I was feeling a bit heavy and a bit, negative uh, not negative like cynical or anything like I was feeling a bit heavy with sadness really and I was mm. thinking okay fine I'll just talk about joy in terms of like deep joy <laughs> and like <laughs> a bedrock joy that kind of undergirds all of life but then I was I was like oh I can't it's not just that though is it I can't really say that because there's so many verses about rejoicing and having joy and being full of joy and that isn't just a bedrock joy is it that's like a expression but then I was thinking but what about lament I don't know that we're very comfortable with that in a lot of settings mm -hmm. churches settings often I don't think we give enough space for that like really letting people lament and be sorrowful and be sad but how does that fit together with joy um so maybe I just ended up with more questions than answers <laughs> but mm. I did kind of I just I don't know if that's helpful or not but I kind of felt that Ecclesiastes is quite helpful when it talks about there's a season for everything there's a season for mourning there's a season for dancing 
there's a season for like, woohoo, I'm full of happiness in this moment. There's a season for, I am so sad. I don't know how I'm going to get through the day. Um, so how do you hold, it's so hard to hold that together in life, isn't it? Um, but I think maybe that's a worthwhile starting point that we're going to talk about joy, but I don't think either of us would say that is something that you just consistently are and feel without working for it, without seeking it, without also throwing in the mix other emotions. And I'm just not sure how good, I don't know, maybe it's a British thing. I don't know how good we are at real depth of emotion in terms of real heavy sadness and we'll let ourselves go there and we'll follow into someone else's sadness and not be afraid to do that or anger will will let anger be expressed but at the same time I don't know how great we are like at really like really knowing real joy either like really extreme Mm. expressions of just total elation joy happiness um so that's my starting point but that's not really a starting point of kind of much clarity it's more sort of starting by saying there's a season for everything joy is one emotion of many we're going to talk about it tonight but there are many other emotions too that can be held together at the same time do you I don't know what do you think that's a whole mashup of thought thrown your way now make sense of it please joy go (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well I don't I feel like our society is more willing to go there with the uh, with the heavy negative emotion. Do you? Than sometimes with the with the strong positive emotion, and I think that's a British thing because I wouldn't yeah. ever describe us as a people as exuberant. And I was thinking <laughs> no. that um, that I have never once had a conversation like a secular conversation about joy. Mm. Um, it just, and I mean, I, I haven't had loads of ones spiritually either, although my name is obviously a prompt, but, mm-hmm. um, John was reminding me that a while back, like loads of companies were using joy to advertise their products, like choose mm. joy, find joy. It was just everywhere. Like they're obviously yeah. trying to tap into it. And I just thought, I don't know how much anyone outside the church really thinks of joy as an emotion, mm. we talk about happiness, but I feel like at the start, it's probably quite important to define what they are because, yeah. Um, so when I was looking online, like the, we're talking about biblical joy, really. Yeah. Um, I guess. And that, and Google says this, biblical joy comes from the Lord. It is a perpetual gladness. So a perpetual. So that is interesting with what you were saying about a season. Yeah. Perpetual gladness of the heart that comes from knowing, experiencing and trusting Jesus. Yeah, um, I like that. So, uh, I loved it. I thought it was really yeah. good. So for me, when I was thinking it through, like joy feels like setting your feet upon the rock of Jesus mm. and out of looking at him, trusting in him, knowing that he's faithful, that gives you that sort of solid positive emotion of whatever happens god has got me and he will sort it that doesn't mean that i'm all like happy happy but there's a sort of solid gladness of heart is what i would say 
Happiness feels really flimsy and fleeting because it feels to me like it's based on external circumstances of like, if all these things line up, I will be happy. Mm. Joy feels like something so much deeper rooted of, and I'll probably go on to talk about it, and that you can have your external circumstances being difficult and yet to be joyful. Um, And so that definition I was thinking about seems to suggest that I do also think there are seasons for things like we go through seasons in our lives of mourning and dancing and all the rest of it. But yeah. I think what it's sort of suggesting is that it is possible to have a joy in any situation if it is based not on everything's hunky dory, but based yeah. on Jesus is king, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is in control, Jesus will never leave me, Jesus has it all together, Jesus will make a way, Jesus works everything for our good all of that sort of stuff. And I'm just thinking for me personally, like over the last year, there have been difficult situations and I've suddenly in the midst of it felt a real joy. Mm. And it's just been based on, I've just suddenly had a moment where I've gone, Jesus is with me. It'll be all right. Like all Mm. the power of heaven is with me. Jesus is with me. He's holding my hand. He won't let go of me. And amidst whatever might be going on, like the chaos of my thinking or my day or whatever, I've just felt a real sudden burst of joy, which isn't like my situation suddenly changed. It's just like I've just caught hold of the fact that God's with me. It will be all right. And that isn't like a blasé thing or a glib thing. It's just uh, I've caught sight of Jesus. I've caught sight of, and I've remembered again that he is in control. And that's, and the sort of, meditating on that has suddenly changed something in my heart and my emotions have lifted and it's become positive. The the external situation hasn't changed, but the inward position in my heart has changed because I'm like, it's resting on Jesus. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, I did a Google search as well. Mine came up quite different, but mine came up happiness over a future certainty and a present good and that that was biblical joy that was the uh, google result i got for biblical joy so you know i thought that about a present good and a future certainty and Mm. how much is that that's just so true of the gospel isn't it and so like you've just been describing there like that we're talking about having a cons- like a joy a- and a deep joy and a bedrock joy for a believer because you are always doing better than yeah. you could or should be doing. Like once yeah. you're in Jesus, because there's no judgment that's going to result in punishment for you. You're covered yeah. in Jesus. You're going to go and be with Jesus forever. So whatever happens in this life, that can't be taken away from you. There's just, it is good news and good news results in joy, doesn't it? And so when you've come to Jesus, you've been won over by how wonderful he is. You've put your trust in him. That just fundamentally shifts like you were saying, it's, it's positive. Like there's nothing, mm. it's, it's positive. And although life might be hard and there's seasons and there's difficult things to walk through, you are eternally secure and you have salvation now, which is the best news that covers so much, doesn't it? It covers everything. Yeah. It's yeah. just hard sometimes. It's really Absolutely. hard to walk through yeah. and up, 
other emotions while you have the truth of that. Um, but I loved this in Peter. I thought this summarised that a little bit of, though you have not seen him, you love him. And yeah. even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and the result of that and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And so, you know, the Bible's describing it of when you know him, mm. when you believe in him, the result of that is joy because you know you're secure, you know you have yeah. a saviour who has covered all your sin, who is working for your good in all situations, who will one day take you to glory, who will walk through fire with you who will never leave yeah. you or forsake you while you're going through difficult things so it's not a flimsy let's put a brave face on this yeah let's whack on a smile even though we don't feel it type scenario yeah. this is a kind of like I have got a reason to sing even while I'm mourning or even while I feel like my heart is breaking I have got a reason to sing but I was thinking about how that that's a mindset, isn't it? That it, like that's it, it's a reality, it's a truth. But to receive the good of that reality, to receive the good of that reality of I'm totally forgiven, it you, your mindset has got to change, hasn't it? And and be mm. like, tell yourself what's true. You tell yourself what's true. Like yeah. I'm I'm forgiven in it's this. It's dwelling moment. on truth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Until you feel it, it's it's being renewed in your mm. thinking so that your emotions change isn't it and not being yeah. not the other way around so I don't feel joy in this moment therefore it can't be true that yes. Jesus cares about me that's the yeah. wrong way around <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah but I also found really interesting when I was looking into this there are so many verses where joy is talked about where mm. it's in a really difficult situation Mm, so like yeah. the one from James, which you'll love, yeah. you know, consider it pure joy, yeah. brothers, when I you have trials of many kinds. Yeah, I thought I'm going to quote it before Hannah quotes it. Um, <laughs> but then, And this was the one that I thought you might quote. And there's another one in 1 Peter, which is a, talking about greatly rejoicing through trials. Mm, mm. Um, and then one of the verses that I also want to talk about, because I think there's quite a lot in it, where it in Nehemiah, it talks about the joy of the Lord being your strength. Yeah. Do you know, funnily, I haven't got that one written down. Oh, really? How well, have I not got that written down? Well, it's fine because I have. But, <laughs> yeah, um, good. But I was thinking, you know, like, like Nehemiah, they were sort of, him and his people, they were rebuilding the walls. And like they were people that were sort of having dealt with war. They had insecurities. There was falling out. There was everything. Nehemiah was constantly feeling quite fragile and like, I don't know whether I can actually do this. And then yeah. he gets that verse about the joy of the law being his strength. So yeah. I think just with those three examples, it's um, it's joy in the midst of difficulty. Yeah. Um, and it is that solid bedrock. It isn't it isn't happiness, it, but it is a really strong, positive emotion. But it's just so much more solid. Mm. Um. But the thing that really struck me, because I, f I found this article, um, I think it's on Desiring God. It's on the Desiring God website. And um, they were saying that the joy of the Lord being your strength also is talking about the joy that God has, like in and of himself. Mm. Like God is happy. He is mm. joyful. Like we can mm. only experience joy because he is joyful. 
And it, yeah. and it just really made me think. And this article was saying, like, how much do we actually really think about God being happy? I don't think yeah. we do. Yeah. And yet, like, in Zephaniah, it talks about God rejoicing over us with singing. Like, I don't know about you, Hannah, but I don't know how often I think about God being joyful. Yeah. Um, and he is the essence of joy. We have joy because he gives it to us. Yeah. Um, the joy of the Lord being our strength. I guess you could think of it as our joy in him, but also thinking about it from the, of the joy of God, like God's joy is quite amazing because so often I think about God being disappointed, fed up, angry, annoyed, um, tutting, like, you know what I mean? Not tutting, but you know, just feeling a bit (laughs) frustrated with me when I'm getting stuff wrong, but like sitting there and thinking, okay, God is joyful. That's yeah. an emotion that he feels, that he is a joyful yeah. God. He rejoices over us with singing. We can only know joy. Like, the joy that I've known, like I can only know that because that comes from him. Yeah. Like, he, he is a joyful God. And I was just really struck by that when I was looking into it, of the joy of the Lord is our strength. Like, God's joy that he, like he gives us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know one of the other verses that really grabbed my attention um, or before I said to you, I re- I, re- I love that verse. Can't believe I didn't write it down. And we don't. We all need that, and the whole world need that to have a joy that gives strength. Um, yeah. And that's not just again. That's not just whacking a brave face on it. That is something so true, so profoundly true, and wonderfully true. That despite really brutal circumstances, we've got a reason to rejoice um yeah that is wonderful the one that really grabbed my attention as well as in proverbs actually where it said a joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones mm, and um yeah i suppose like that verse you just shared is kind of a bit the reason why we need it isn't it because if we don't have that yeah. joy that is based on truth um, yeah, it's so easy to get so and understandably it's so easy to get overwhelmed with life isn't it but then yeah. a crushed spirit dries up the bones such a sad imagery isn't it yeah. and you, but you can see how you can get a crushed spirit life is brutal it's yeah. just constantly throwing things at you to deal with and disappointments and you're trying to negotiate so much you can totally understand how people get crushed in spirit. Um, but a joyful heart is good medicine. It keeps you going, mm. doesn't it? It doesn't kind of... Having joy based on a real truth of I will never be... I'm loved by my Father in heaven. Like a joy that is based on that. It, it's not... It's going to be able to cope more, isn't it, with the knocks of life, with the things that are deeply disappointing with the things that are really tragic or traumatic or don't go how you thought they'd go. But if you deeply know, I've got a God who loves me, who sent his own son to die for me, so how will he not graciously give me all things? Mm. You can just, you can cope with life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You actually can. And I'm not saying that you can cope with life as though, you know, I'll just put a, just hope that's true. Just, re- mm. just hope that's true. But it, you can actually cope with life if you have this joy. I've been telling myself this over the last few days as well. Of like, come on, Hannah, you've always got more reason to sing than you have to feel 
hopeless always like I mean Christ I have always got more reason Mm. to sing and to have joy than I have to feel oh what's going to happen but I mean it's so easy to feel like that isn't it um yeah but I I think it also comes back to like you know when we're rejoicing when we're worshiping when we're praising God that does feel like you're doing yourself good you're not just praising God for who he is but I know that when I sing yeah. Um, it massively affects something in me. Yeah. It's not just praising God. It, it changes my heart. Rejoicing is really good for you. It's really good yeah. medicine. And often yeah. the times where you feel like it's the last thing you want to do at the times where you need to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those times where you're just like, oh, I just can't. This situation is a nightmare. I can't. Like I would say, and I've done this myself, try singing. Like find a worship song or Christian song that you like. You know, it could yeah. be an old hymn, it could be anything. And just start singing it. And as you sing it, particularly if it's one, you know, like these ones that you sing, it just have such good truth in it, whether old ones or newer ones. And that as you, again, as you speak the truth, as you rejoice, something mm. changes, like it comes mm. out of you. But so often we are not great at rejoicing yeah. And um, we consider maybe singing on a Sunday is just, well, we just do that on a Sunday. Are we doing that in the week? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I but I do think that for me, there have been situations where I've rejoiced through something and it's felt costly and it's felt like I'm walking through treacle. And I started being like, this is a nightmare, yeah. you know, but actually as you start to rejoice, your soul does something like yeah. God comes yeah. in and changes it. And yeah. you start to really believe the truth that you're singing. Yeah. And then sort yeah. of joy comes out. And it's not, it's not a, you know, a, a joy that is flimsy. It's a joy that's really deep rooted. It's a joy of reminding who I am, what God can do. The fact yeah. that he can work anything for good is that, yeah. you know, and I think people, you know, a lot of the Psalms were songs that people were singing and they weren't all really easy ones. When you think of some of them walking along in crowds, singing some of those songs, I'm just thinking, well, I don't know how upbeat that would have been. But I mean, there's something <laughs> yeah, in no. it of like, rejo- like getting it out and rejoicing. And I think that is not something that we have to work up. It's something that God gives to us. But I think like the one thing we can do is what you were saying, Hannah, is like fixing our minds on what is truth. yeah. Because then that will naturally feed our souls with the right stuff. Yeah. Um, also, you know, it's a fruit of the spirit, like we've been talking about. So it's often yeah. grown in situations where yeah. there's not joy. Like it's yeah, not. Yeah. We don't tend to yeah. get joy because oh yeah, everything's going really well in life. You know, you think okay, if I was going to create something that would bring glory to, like to God, it would be showing joy in a situation that shouldn't have any joy yeah. in it because then that all glory miserable. goes to God, right? If his people yeah. are rejoicing in trials, yeah. you know, like some of the some of the early martyrs of the Christian church, yeah. you know, like Stephen, yeah. when it's talked about him being martyred yeah. for his belief in Jesus and he looked up to him and they said that his face looked like that of an angel, like he was sort of, yeah. there, was, there was some element of joy there. yeah. And actually his, the way he died, like really witnessed to his love for Jesus of like, even in the midst of this horrendous situation, there was joy there. And that can only be because of God. Whereas if we're happy because it's like, 
sure, everything's working out, then I don't massively know how God gets the glory there, really. Um, yeah. But when when we're still sitting there as Christians going, things are really hard. Let's be honest about that. This feels like it's going wrong. I don't know what's happening here. My mind feels a bit all over the place. I'm struggling with this, that, and the next thing. And yet, like, there's a joy in me because I, I know who God is. I know that he can, what he can do. That, that feels like he gets all the glory there because there's no way yeah, you should feel joy in those situations. Definitely. You can think of, um, st- the story always makes me think of his brother, Jan, you know, when he talks about in the book, The Heavenly Man, when they put him on yeah. the shoveling poo, shoveling yeah. poo job and he just loved it because he got to sing to Jesus. Yeah, um, I know. While he was down there. <laughs> but I think what you were saying as well, like um, you you said about even if you don't feel it and I think there's something in that of because you know like that verse says if you believe like it's good medicine for me then you start the process of trying to rejoice before you feel it like you don't wait until I just don't feel it so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing I'm not gonna do anything like I don't feel it so but sometimes the way you start to feel it is because you start yeah doing it before you're there and you yeah. think of and you mentioned the psalms like you read so many of the star, psalms they start so negative yeah. don't they because someone's yeah. just pouring out where are you god you've abandoned yeah. me you've left my enemies are taking over i uh, do you even hear my prayers they sort of a lot yeah. of them start there but then a lot of them yeah. move through to like but I'll remember your faithfulness to me. I'll remember what you've done and I will yeah. yet again sing your praises. They they move, there's a process, isn't there? You start the yeah. process. And maybe even like sort of have that mindset, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it out. I'm gonna start the process rejoicing, and that's gonna include laying out how I'm feeling with the intention of them remembering and celebrating yeah. all that God has done for me. Um I just think it's important because I think if we wait until we feel something to act on it, we'll just be waiting for all sorts forever, won't we? Um, but we yeah, can take definitely. action. We can take action first. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then in that sense, maybe joy and lament are closely linked of mm. the joy. If we're saying that joy isn't dependent on outward circumstances... Mm. then you could be lamenting Mm. but as you you're lamenting but then you're remembering the key is that lamenting doesn't stop with this situation's a nightmare but as we like you said as the psalms do we push our eyes to god like we sometimes force our heads up and we go okay but god is this and and as we start to speak that truth And as I say, I've known that in my own life, that as I've started to speak Bible verses over myself, as I've started to speak to my mind, speak to my soul, like, come on, awake my soul. Like, this is who God is. This is who I am in him. All that sort of stuff. As you start to speak to yourself, that joy does come. Mm. Um, And there's that phrase, isn't there? Pain comes in the night but joy comes in the morning of just yeah. you know there there's pain and there's joy there quite yeah. linked of like yeah. out of pain can come joy yeah. it's not a pain's over here and joy's over there and yeah. they'll never meet it seems yeah. to me to say they're sort of quite linked yeah one um, births the other can yeah. Be anyway. yeah yeah and I think you know that is 
that is what the Holy Spirit does. But it's whether we're, whether our posture is looking towards God in it. I guess that's the key thing of like within trials, within difficulties, within the lamenting, is our posture one of turned towards Jesus and going, this is really hard. I'm not going to dumb it down. I'm not going to pretend it's not there. I'm not going to put a smiley face on it. I'm going to bring it to you and say, this is really hard, but I'm going to choose to trust in like in your unfailing love and look at you and I'm going to choose to try and sing or I'm going to choose to try and quote those verses that I know are truth. Like he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He works all things for our good. All of that stuff. And then I think, I mean, because the word of God is powerful, I think he does it then. And it's not us just suddenly going, oh, I feel all happy. Everything is great. It's it's the spirit of God in us that is always going to turn us towards Jesus, is always going to produce those fruits of the spirit that then suddenly we find ourselves going, how can I possibly feel a sort of steadfast hope and joy and peace? Because I think all of those come together as well. Hope, joy, peace. They tend to be quite linked like how can I possibly feel that when my circumstances are this and then you're like that is God like isn't that a witness to God yeah 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 definitely and I'm glad you said that because I was thinking that even when we were talking I do think like there's responsibility on our part of like well am I going to be proactive in choosing joy am I going to kind of um rejoice before I really feel it all those things that we've discussed but I really love that you've talked there about the spirit coming and doing it anyway because I think sometimes people and I've I know this feeling and I, I think mm. sometimes can people can feel so beyond themselves can't they yeah that, yeah and they've and so exhausted in feeling beyond themselves and just like there there's nothing I've got nothing yeah. and so the reassurance in that moment of knowing God holds on to me, like God holds yeah. on to you. Yeah. And that, like you were saying, it is a fruit in our joy, is a fruit in our life. So if we've put our trust in Jesus, we can be confident that he is initiating yeah. and seeing through a work in us that is going to produce joy. That's his job. Yeah. Like we play our part but he is going to come and do that and he's going to come and bring about a change. And there's a real comfort in that when you feel you've got no give and no energy to know like, but I'm in safe hands and he's working for me and this is a fruit of the spirit. And he promises me in Philippians that he will bring to completion the work that he has started. Mm. Um, so it's that, I guess, who's like, that old dimension isn't it between God's sovereignty and human responsibility like God has initiated a work in our lives God will see that work through in our lives he will hold on to us when we feel like we've got nothing in us to hold on to and like you were saying he is joyful so he will create joy in his children just because that's who he is you spend time with him it rubs off (laughs) yeah so we will grow in joy if you think that he's rejoicing over you with singing, I mean, you if you really take that in, that yeah. is amazing. You know? Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. Your God is rejoicing over you, like singing over you, you know. I don't know whether you've, you know, with children you've ever sang over them or something to mm. sort of put them to sleep or to just settle mm. them down or that sort of thing. Mm. But when you think about God, like singing over you and 
singing songs of rejoicing, not songs of him being fed up with you or songs yeah, of yeah. anger. You know, if you're in Jesus, then you're forgiven. You're yeah. you're cleansed. You know, he's not angry with you at all. Um, and so I think that, you know, imagine the God just, just singing over me. I'm like, what are you seeing, God? What are you yeah. saying? But yeah. it's just those songs of just like, I love you. You're mine. You're my child. You know, I'm like, how great that I get, we get to know each other. Um, you know, that he wanted that. That was the whole point, wasn't it? Of him dying on the cross was to have that relationship with us. So when we get to have that, it's like, that's rejoicing there. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it talks about, you know, in heaven, we're going to be rejoicing all the time. I feel like we should get some practice right now. Um, (laughs) because otherwise we're going to get to heaven and be like, hang on a minute. What? I didn't (laughs) do this on But yeah, I, I, I think it's just... It's not something we have to work up in ourselves. Again, I was just reminded, which I mention all the time about Elijah when he's given up. Yeah. And he just had nothing. He was not setting his sights on God. He was sitting down in a heap going, I'm done, God. I just haven't got it. And God didn't say, right, this is what you got to do. You do all this and then I'll do my bit. He just like takes him and he looks after him and he cares for him. And that is what God does. You know, like the prodigal son when he returns home and the dad rushes in and wraps his arms around him he doesn't say right come on this is all the stuff you've got to do yeah I'll all meet the son had done <laughs> yeah all the son had done was basically just come home and look at it look at his dad that was it yeah. um yeah. and god does the rest and i think that if we want to feel more joy then i think it's just that if we are followers of him then it's taking the time to spend more time with him and it's taking mm. the time to really know what the truth is of who we are and who he is. Mm. And if we're not followers of him, the offer is always available <laughs> of a God who like, is rejoicing over you. I mean, that's just, that amazes me that he would do that. And he's a happy God as well. I've really been struck by that. He's happy. Yeah. And I need to get that in my head that he is happy yeah. because so often we, and when you chat to people on the streets who don't know Jesus, they never think that God is happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they always think that God is just like getting ready to smite them or something. Um, yeah. You know, and so when I when I think about, wow, God, you're a joyful God. Yeah. I want to sit with that for a bit. Yeah, definitely. And you just made me think it. They're just commenting on kind of um, people who don't know him and their ideas about him and just different cultures. And just made me think about how there's such a sort of, understanding out there a little bit isn't there about gratitude and how like yeah if you can list the things that you're grateful for how that is going to change how you feel and that is going to help you and so that's a really good practice and you think that's not disconnected from joy is it like if you can just if you can just list maybe you're not the world's best singer so you might not just go to a song but you maybe you could just jot down yeah. Okay. Well, what I feel awful, but what can I be joyful about? And you start to yeah. jot stuff down, and you've there's so many things, isn't there? Once you get going, you're like, okay, yeah. well, I can be joyful that he's not going to treat me as my sins deserve. Like that's a basic starter one, isn't it? And you, when you yeah. start there, though, you can go and go yeah. and go, can't you? So. Yeah, some of these little practices, isn't there? Little ways to kind of increase our joy or stay on the path of like encouraging joy in us. Um, You said singing, 
little lists of gratitude, obviously spending time with Jesus we've talked about, haven't we? Spending time with him, knowing him, reading his word. Um, yeah. Just speaking to our souls. We just don't do yeah. that enough. We just tend yeah. to go, I don't really feel it, so I can't be bothered. But I'm like, how many of us, I mean, I never do this. How many of us before, I, like when I wake up in the morning and my kids ask me for something, do I sit there and go right now, do I love you? Um, yeah. Do yeah. I want to do that? Like, I just never think that. It's just like, I know I love them. I'm just going to get on and do this. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily have to like sit there in the moment and be like, am I feeling it? Am I feeling, yeah, you know, you yeah, just go, right, yeah. okay. I'm just going to get on with it. I know I love my kids. I'm going to get on and do this thing that they asked for. I'm not going to sit down and try and work out whether I'm feeling it in that exact moment. Um, you know, and I think that sometimes we can think that we've got to feel all the right things before we can do anything. And I yeah. think, like you were saying with the Psalms, they start off in one place and end in a really diff different place. So it's whether we're willing to start off and be honest with where we're at, like you were yeah. saying, you know, be yeah. honest if you're in the lamentation state, you know, you don't have to yeah. start off in the joyful state, but yeah. it's whether you're wanting to like sort of God to work that through with you and do it with you. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I've started off in that state of really struggling, I never feel like God's going, come on get it together. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah. I just feel like he partners with me. Like as I come and I bring all the hard stuff to him, mm. you know, he listens to it and he takes it. But as mm. I'm going, God, I want you to do something in this. I don't want to, I don't want to stay there. Mm. Um, like, yes, I want to process sadness. I don't, don't want to just put it to one side, but I want to invite you into it. And so I want yeah. to move through it as you want me to. Yeah. Um, and I want to come out of this trusting more in you, like knowing yeah. who I am more in you, because sadness can just sit and then just stop and lose sight of Jesus completely. And crush your spirit. <laughs> and crush your spirit, yeah. Whereas yeah. I'm like, I if joy comes out of this, then that's going to be from you because I'm starting this in a sad place. Yeah. Um, but I guess part of it is then relying that he can do more than we imagine. Like, And whenever we normally start with the sadness, we never really believe we'll get to the joy. But then it's like, okay, well, God, you've got to do that because I don't have that in me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's quite a good place to wrap up. Do you? Or have you got any other little nuggets there on your list? No, I think that um, I enjoyed talking about joy. Thank you. I liked that. I enjoyed it too. <laughs> Great. Fab. Well, we'll be back again in two weeks' time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com. <laughs>